Good morning, and welcome to another episode of the How To for Gen Z. All right, sorry, I didn't post on Saturday. I was, like I said, at Epcot. Um, took my girlfriend there. Sorry about the mic, I need to fix it. There we go, should be better. I took her there for a Valentine's, so did not get a chance to record. Um, and of course, Sundays, I don't record, I don't work. That's my day of rest. <laughs> Um, sorry you can hear the dogs, they're going kind of crazy for no reason. It's 10.30 in the morning, oh, they're opening the door. They've broke in. Got a message from Gymshark. Flash sales, use code LONG, W-K-N-D, long weekend, abbreviation. But anyway, let's get straight into it. Um, today's episode, over the weekend, a lot of research. I've been wanting, like I said, I've been wanting to uh, start working out again, really trying to get into good habits, get stronger. I don't like my numbers that I'm putting up uh, for weight training. Um, and so I did a lot of research on energy, performance, and recovery. So I guess this episode will be how to improve energy, how to increase performance in all aspects of physical activity, and how to recover. I used a variety of sources, um, such as the Andrew Huberman Lab podcast. Uh, I did some physiology research online, and I put together the best uh, few pieces of advice that I could give. And I've been I've been on kind of a, a weight loss, muscle building kind of journey for a while now. When I've gotten to college, I was about 216 pounds, uh, and by the time I left college. I was 168 pounds, so it's pretty good. It's like 40 or 50 pounds I lost. I'm very happy about that. I gained a lot of muscle as well. I was putting up, I put up much higher numbers. I mean, it's been excellent. And it's because I've been following these protocols. I read a book by Mike Matthews. I highly suggest you read it. It's called, um, oh, what is it called? Oh my God. Anyway, he writes a bunch of stuff. He writes a little black book of, of workout motivation. Um, but it, his books basically talk about everything you need to know about losing weight, gaining muscle, how the whole thing works. He simplifies it down. He shoots you evidence at the beginning and then simplifies it down and how you can use it. It's great. Uh, bigger, bigger, stronger, better, bigger, faster, stronger. Something like that. Um, is the name of the book I just remembered. So. But anyway, uh, the first thing I want to talk about, I, I learned about this in his book, and I also learned about this listening to a bunch of, fit, of uh, fitness podcasts, such as um, Mind Pump, and a big thing that people don't realize that is huge in muscle repair and performance is temperature, thermoregulation. Now, people might be like, why? Like, I get it. They, they might think, you know, of course, in a little bit of cold, I'm going to be not as good and hot, I'm going to get tired. But that's actually not why it's so important uh, as a whole. So first, before we dive into how to use it, I'm going to break down the, the, the why it works and how it works um, before, I could, before we go into how to use it for yourself. So... 
how does your body thermoregulate? Well, thermoregulation is keeping proper temperatures and uh, it directly relates to homeostasis, uh, the, the surviving and reproducing and just overall livelihood of cells in your body. Um, so how does it do it? Okay, if you're cold, the first way you might do it is it shivers, right? It shivers. Why do you shiver? You shiver because you get movement, right? Moving, 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 shivering. Your blood's pumping. That's going to get more blood to your muscles, and that's going to heat them up when your body senses that it needs it. Now, good good uh, thing to notice, when you get cold to the point where you're shivering, you get goosebumps, or your hair stands up, your body is actually taking um, the blood away from your fingers. That's why you get pale in your arms, your extremities, your legs, and it's pushing it to the core of your body where your main organs sit, your heart, your stomach, all that stuff. Um, so, and then let's say you're heating up, right? Real hot day, you're outside, maybe you're working um, and, and you start to sweat. Well, sweating is your body cooling the skin. It's it's taking water from inside you and putting on the outside to cool that because your skin is that layer between, you know, the outside world and your inside, right? So you're going to get hotter in your skin first. So to stop getting hot inside, it's first going to try to cool your skin. Now there is other measures, right? If, you're, if it's too hot and your internal organs are too hot, then your body's going to do other things. But that can be, that's another topic, right? Most of us, 99% of us aren't going to that point of, of uh, extreme overexertion or dehydration. But it is good to note as well that if, if you sweat at all, remember, you're losing that water inside. You need to replace that. And to do that, you need to be drinking more water. So if you feel yourself sweating or you're hot at all during any workout, please drink water. Everyone should be drinking at least a gallon of water a day. People are like, oh, that's not that much. But it actually is. And you need to to um, track how much water you're drinking because it's super important for everything. It gets bad stuff out of you, it gets good blood flow, keeps you from cramping, which can stop you from working out altogether. And then uh, you got no muscle building, so you don't want that. Um, but anyway, so, uh, and then last but not least, your body uses uh, the metabolism to thermoregulate. So this might be confusing for, for a lot of people, but, um, you know, like, for example, bears, right? Their metabolism will slow when they're hibernating in the cold and it'll speed up when they are in the summer and they're hunting, right? Because metabolism gives you energy. And what is energy? Energy essentially is heat, right? So if you are working in cold, cold environments, right, all the time, you can think about how it's going to hurt your metabolism, or not hurt your metabolism, but change it. Or if you're working in super hot conditions all the time, you know, that's just something to uh, to keep in check. And, and that is, the metabolism is very, very complex. I should probably put out a whole different episode talking about the metabolism, but that is just another way your body thermoregulates. Speeding up your metabolism or slowing it down, uh, depending on a variety of factors, your diet, uh, how much you're eating, when you're eating, stuff like that. So um, let's move on to, to the next topic, and that is how your body uh, is most affected through, through thermoregulation. So there's three areas in your body 
which are highly sensitive to changing internal temperatures. That is your palms, your face, and the bottom of your feet. It's crazy, right? You think, you know, oh, you know, I want to cool down. I'll jump in an ice bath or I want to heat up and I'll go in the sauna, you know? Yes, those might be effective, but not as effective if you went straight to the most sensitive areas which are going to change your internal temperature, right? So the palms of your hands, that can be cooling them down, might be holding, guys, come on, stop, stop, Lola, stop. Sorry, got a lot of dogs. Um, that might be holding a cold water bottle to cool yourself, right? You don't want to go too cold. You don't want to go freezing. You don't want to go ice because that's going to cause vasoconstriction. And what that's going to do is it's not going to allow your body to send those signals to the rest of your body saying, I am cooling, right? If you go straight to too cold, it's going to be not good. You want to stay at like a, a little cooler than, than um, body temperature. So palms, and then if you want to heat them up, put them in some warm water or rub, simply rub them together. We all do that when we get really cold, right? Uh, the face, if you want to heat it up, you can wear something like a ski mask. Uh, you could rub your face. I know people for acne purposes, you don't want to do that. If you have really clean hands, I guess you can wipe your face, but most people don't. So I actually don't recommend that. Um, but you can also, uh, if you're trying to cool your body, and I'll talk about in a second why you want to cool or or heat up your body um, for, for recovery and performance purposes and energy purposes. Um, but you can you can splash cold water on your face, rub it around, cool off. It's going to be very effective. We all know that feels great on our neck even. It's not going to be as effective, but it's still going to be extremely effective. Um, and, and last but not least, the bottom of your feet. Whether that be dipping your feet in colder or warmer water, you know, without socks. Uh, or, or simply taking off your shoes after a run, letting yourself cool down. Um, all right. So next, how can we use these protocols and why will you want to? So I'll tell you this, right? When you're working out, you want to be warm. Why do you want to be warm? You want to be warm to one, prevent injuries. Imagine going straight into a workout without warming up. That's like taking a piece of gum. That's right, a stick of gum and just snapping in half. See how easy you can get hurt? That are, those are your muscles when you're working them out without properly warming up. If you warm out, it's like chewing on the gum a little. You can stretch it out, it's gonna do a lot better. Uh, so you always wanna heat up prior to a workout, right, inside. Best way to do that, just went over, you know. It could be warming your hands, wearing gloves, uh, wearing nice warm socks, going on a jog before maybe, hitting the treadmill a little bit before you start, start uh, working out. Um, but uh, then once you finish your workout, whether that be endurance training, running, or it's working out with weight training, you want to cool your body after. Um, for a lot of people, that might be uh, going in the car and, and putting the AC all the way, putting your hands up to the AC. That might be taking a cold shower at the gym if you're at a Planet Fitness or something uh, right after. Um, and, and, of course, you want to eat, right? You want to eat protein in that window after you work out. And, and anything you put in your body, any food, is going to up your temperature because your metabolism is going to start working, right? What's up, man? Why? 
Logan. Oh, God. Logan. You can stay. I mean, it's just Lola, man. There you go. Sorry about that. So, um, where was I at? Cooling after. Um, so anything you put in your body is going to raise your temperature. It's not going to be dramatic, so don't worry about that. It's actually more important to get that protein immediately after working out versus not getting that protein. You want to get that wet window that you hear, um, 30 to 90 minutes uh, after working out. You want to put a good amount of protein in your body to uh, speed up that recovery. But um, anyway, something interesting that you might want to do, right? Let's say you're not – let's say you're really into dips or you're really into pull-ups or something, push-ups, sit-ups, whatever, and you can only do a certain amount. Well, I was running into that problem, and I wanted to see how I can increase the amount of reps I can do for an exercise like that. And after listening to the Huberman Lab and after doing a bunch of research online, I found that if you cool your, your body you know, a little bit between sets, you're actually going to see some recovery, and you're going to be able to do more reps the next time. And it's, these, these, these impacts are actually very profound. I listened to a couple of studies in which people were doing 200% to 600% more reps um, in the gym, being able to lift more weight because you're getting micro bursts of recovery, right? And that's big. If you're any familiar with weight training, you know, you want to work your muscles almost to the breaking point, right? Uh, and, and be pushing it as much as possible because you're breaking those muscle fibers and they rebuild stronger. And that's how you get stronger. That's how you lift more weight consistently doing that over and over and over and over. So cooling between sets, has, which as I found to be fantastic. And I've been telling my friends this for a while. And now I'm telling you guys, you want to do that. You want to, whether it be, you know, between sets, getting, uh, getting a, uh, a bottle of water, drinking some water, whether it be, you know, putting your hands on, on a cold metal surface, you know, the bars, uh, uh, if you Olympic train. Or putting your hands in running cold water, you know, having something like that, a, a, a moderately cold ice pack near you, splashing some water on your face, maybe working out without socks. I know that's unconventional, but it's good. You know, I, I've been doing it and I've been doing all of these and it's been working for me fantastically. Um, so so just, just keep that in mind. Heat up prior, cold after, micro bursts of cold in between sets. And you will see dramatic increases in your performance. Guarantee. I guarantee. Sounds crazy. But it's so true. It's it's, uh, it's science, man. Science is fantastic. It's been a I got like three minutes left. I try to keep these around 20 minutes. Um, I'm just going to say a little conclusion here. Like I told you, 200 to 600% more, that's a huge difference. That's a huge difference for a lot of people. Um especially if you do uh, body weight exercises, you know, breaking a PR, if you're trying to get in the military, you know, you have to do X amount of reps, you know, it's something that to, uh, to definitely keep in mind. Just make sure you're getting that protein out to make sure you're cooling after, getting enough sleep, you know, doing everything right. This is kind of, you know, like, like you have this huge building blocks and these are, the, this is like little supporters. Things are going to push you past, past the next guy. Um, so I'm actually starting a different style of training tomorrow. I'm starting. My brother's been doing some martial arts training with a uh, one of the coaches from our baseball team, 
and uh, I I've been fortunate enough they're going to let me start with them. So uh, I've always been interested in, in fighting, you know, doing some fighting training, not fighting, martial arts training. Uh, I'm fascinated by that culture, and um, it keeps you in shape. It's a good, it's something that I can learn, you know, good moral things uh, while also keeping my my body in physical good physical shape. So I definitely recommend martial arts or, or fighting training. I did boxing for a little bit. I know Joe Rogan, one of my podcast favorites, um, is really into uh, what is it, Taekwondo, Jiu-Jitsu, something like that. Um, he does all UFC commentator, you know. There's nothing bad you're going to get out of that. You know, if you don't want to really fight, don't fight, but train. You know, it's good to be able to defend yourself, even with some Krav Maga or something like that. It's all really good. So I'll give you guys an update on how that goes uh, tomorrow for me, my first day, not knowing what we're going to be doing, kind of trusting the, the process here. But uh, one thing I want to touch on is the effects of caffeine, right? So a lot of people, a lot of young people, especially people that are I'm aiming this podcast towards, rely on caffeine, get them up in the morning, whether it be high school, college, anything like that. Young people starting their careers. They drink a lot of caffeine. The first thing I want to say about caffeine, I see so many people drinking it now, is you want to wait until at least 90 minutes after you wake up to drink caffeine. People are like, oh, I can't do that. Well, I'll tell you why it's so important. Is you naturally get bursts of energy while you wake up, right? Your body's telling yourself to wake up for the first 90 minutes of you being up, Right? You take your caffeine after that, you're getting that full effect. There's a maximum amount of that of that hormone that you can get that's gonna that's gonna tell you to wake up. And caffeine will fill that. You, your body will stop producing the natural stuff to wake you up over time, right? So what you want to do to to prevent that from happening is allow yourself to fully wake up, then drink your caffeine. You get elongated energy. You'll always have your natural, but you don't want your body to have to rely on caffeine to wake up. God forbid, you know, you need to wake up, do something important. How are you going to function without caffeine? You don't want to do that to yourself. So for a lot of people out there, be mindful of that. Be mindful how you take caffeine. It has a lot of different effects. You probably do a whole episode on that. Um, but anyway, I'm going to cut this now. Do another one tomorrow. Hope you guys learned something from this. Um, stay healthy. Love y'all. Bye.